so i think yes food is like the biggest biggest you know uh, breaker of all kinds of boundaries uh, and fences and anything else that you may come with you know it's the best it's the best way to but i don't think i ever had time for myself uh, in the initial phases of my life even while i worked yeah, i was so engrossed in working that i never really i never even thought about self care you know at the end of the day it's like if you you are the most amazing person in the world but your manners suck mm. and you're not a and you're not a kind hearted person i think it's of no use i loved that time I loved it. It was so special, and you know, each and every one of us were friends. You, you know, more than being colleagues, we were friends. We actually enjoyed each other's company. You can, if you feel good on the inside, mm-hmm. it's a great thing. If you can go to sleep peacefully, sleep for seven, eight hours blissfully, I think it's a great thing. Hi this is Yashika you're listening to Voice of Achievers and this is a special Wonder Women series Our guest today is Maria Goretti Varsi Maria is a celebrity chef and author and a TV presenter If you've lived through the 90s the MTVs and the Channel Vs you'll really remember her She's been the author of To the Moon and Back and From My Kitchen to Yours We discuss food being a cultural connector we discuss modern day parenting and we also discuss women and self care so let's dive right in welcome to the show maria so happy to have you thank you so much so happy to be here <laughs> you know food is such a conversation starter maria you know uh, it's a nice breaker it's a relationship builder you are a passionate celebrity chef talk to us about the role of food in connecting people in fostering cultural understanding especially in the workplace settings so i have to start off by telling you that i was never somebody who knew how to cook so um in the past when whilst i worked i knew which places i wanted to eat at so i would reach i would reach with the agenda of i have to do that work that was what i was there for but i needed to eat here 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 so it was always i was always um, i always had this deep love for good food you know i'm somebody who enjoys a meal and i really feel a good meal always puts anybody and everybody in a good place i i think discovered the fact that i enjoy cooking or rather creating the food that i make much later in life and i i really realized also that it was just the most wonderful way to connect with people you know um sometimes i i i realize that um you know all of us have our own ways to express love i think mine is food and writing okay i i feel uh, i feel that's how i express love uh, sometimes of course i go crazy and i'm very tactile and i like want to smash my kids and they don't want to be smashed any longer but um, i think uh, food is something that is such such a universe it's such a universal language it's like music mm. you know you don't have to know a language to appreciate it 
Right. Just like you don't need to know uh, all the cuisines in the world to appreciate it. It's, you know, I, I must tell you this um, this little incident. When I was studying in 2018 in uh, in Paris, uh, my friend Hema, who's uh, who's vegetarian, one day told me she said, "Let's go for Ethiopian food." Hmm. So I was like, "No, I'm not. I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure of this." You know, I'm like, when in when in doubt, I go search for burgers. I'm that kind of a person. Okay. Like, oh, where do I go? Let's search for the best, juiciest burger. Let's go and eat that. And she was like, no, no, you have to try this. So after staying there for about, I think we were there in three weeks. And we were, of course, we were doing our pastry. So we were always eating sweet or when we went out. The food was not, you know, it's not an Indian palate. Yeah. And I remember tasting Ethiopian food for the first time. And when the plate, when my thali came to me, I looked at it. And it looked just like an Indian thali. Mm. It had this big roti which is called injira and it had it had whatever so if you had a non-veg thali it had a mix of vegetables and non-vegetarian food and if you have had a vegetarian thali then it had lots of vegetables i promise you it looked exactly like what you'd get back here in yeah India. the injira is pretty much like the chilla you know i mean it yeah. just that's the yeah. feeling it gave me but it's fermented yeah but when you take a bite of that food i realized that it looks the same but it was absolutely different and there were these Different flavors bursting in your mouth. So you'd eat a dal and you, in your head, you know what dal tastes like, you mm-hmm. know, and you'd eat it and you're like, oh my God, it is nothing like what you know. Yeah. So that's what I love about food. It's like, it's so interesting and there's so much to learn about everything that you're never done with it. You're never done with the process, no matter how much you learn. And I love learning. I love learning about new things. I think I've got a very curious, curious, insatiable mind. Yeah. and I love learning. And the more I learn, the more I feel I don't know enough. So I'm constantly learning. <laughs> you know, it, this this is funny uh, because, you know, when we are, I, I remember the times that we are in, you know, it's your first time job and you're trying to figure out who um, is it that you must talk to or how do you break the ice and get more familiar, more comfortable in the environment that you are. Uh, and I feel that What's in your dabba or, you know, do you want to share what's in my dabba is such a conversation starter and such a wonderful beginning to a relationship as opposed to saying, Acha, where do you come from and blah, blah, blah. Don't you think so? So I'll tell you, I never ever worked in a setup where I had to take a dabba because oh. I always worked in in, in entertainment. Um, I just fell into it and it it just flourished on, I mean, I was, I would say I'm really, really blessed and uh, I got into it um, most organically. So I, we never carried dabbas. But mm-hmm. while we were getting on to shoot, we'd be calling one another saying, what are we eating today? What are we eating today? Oh, let's do a missile pav from here. Then let's do a pizza from there. Yeah. Okay, and then let's go for thali there. Yeah. So that was what, that was me. So the, I never ever carried uh, the quintessential dabba. But I remember for as long as we were all together in MTV, our big thing was that we need to eat even the food that was served to us by, you know, in our dabbas, which, which used to come to shoot. But on the side, we'd be saying, okay, I ate there that day and why, let's try this today. And we would constantly be eating together besides shooting in a studio. So I think, yes, food is like the biggest, biggest, you know, uh, breaker of all kinds of boundaries uh, and fences and anything else that you may come with. You know, it's the best, it's the best way to, to make friends. And, and the fact that you say it, you know, the way that you say it 
that I wasn't uh, interested, even remotely interested in cooking. And then suddenly you're this uh, chef who's, you know, by the day I see those videos and you're like mm, the lamb is sitting and nicely warming up to blah 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 and I'm like my god is she like even making it or is she talking to me about it I must I'm not I'm a vegetarian but maybe I must have this lamb now but uh you know we are um in a time and age Maria where or in a day and age where uh most of us are subject to uh being in the radar um be it social media, be it, uh, you know, your content creation, creative pursuits, the way that we say it. Um, how do you protect what's yours or what's your own style? And, you know, there are some things maybe you want to protect from the public eye. You've been in the public eye throughout. Yeah. So, uh, I, I fortunately, I was in the public eye when all you had to do is go shoot and come back home and you didn't have to post anything or talk about it anywhere and you don't have to do any of that. So uh, I think we had very protected uh, private lives. Yeah. As in, uh, nobody knew what was happening unless uh, people were gossiping about you, which half the time would, it, gossip is gossip. You never, I never ever believe gossip and I hate indulging in it. I mm. just feel you have to live and let live. And I don't think you need to be, you don't have the onus of talking about other people. I, I, I somehow don't, I don't enjoy gossip. So yeah. I've never, I've never someone who, whoever read, um, gossip magazines and uh, kind of adhere to that that part but today i feel that uh, everything is in your hands you know you put out as much as you want to mm. okay so actually it is in your control if you don't want to talk about yourself personally you don't need to mm. if you don't want to put out something about what you're doing every day every day you could be probably you know sitting and gardening but if you don't want to put it out you don't need to yeah. So I think today social media is is a tool that can be used the way you want to. Hmm. I don't want to talk about what my kids are doing and what my parents are doing and what I'm doing. I don't have to. Hmm. I can just post a food video and engage with everybody out there through food and keep it at that. Hmm. And give you no information about me whatsoever. So I think what I feel is today... All of us are in charge of what we're putting out there, you know, and I think um, it's the best way. And So you draw what, your own line. Yeah. So I think what, what I feel is that today, if I want to clarify something, supposing um, there is something said about me, which is untrue. Now, I have the option of getting on social media and saying, I'm sorry, but this is not true, mm. you know. Um, as opposed to in the past where a, where a magazine or a newspaper could write anything about you and you were just yeah. at your wit's end saying, what? I didn't say that. And there was no place to say it. Today, if you're misquoted, you immediately can get on and say, excuse me, I had this interview with you, but I never said this. And so I'm sorry, but this is wrong. You know, so I think I think social media lets you do that. Yeah. Having said that, I feel, I feel uh, our children who grew up in this two years of COVID and were sitting behind their screens and mm. uh, were only talking to each other via via Zoom links and, you know, WhatsApp calls and Insta calls. And I don't know the other very, I don't know all social media um, platforms present, but I feel that they kind of um, 
some of them, I would say, feel pressure to put everything that they are doing out there, hmm. uh, which is not necessary. I think it's dangerous. And I keep talking to my children about this and they laugh at me and say, oh my God, you're so old-fashioned. But uh, so it's it's different perspective. You know, I grew up in a time where uh, we did our work, we went home and that's about that. So yeah. what people saw was your work and uh, they liked it or they disliked it. And that's about it. Today, today, a lot of it is about what you're doing to get the followers that you you have and the amount of followers are, are basically giving you, uh, you know, your validation. Mm. Somehow, I am not able to um, indulge in that. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I feel, uh, okay, today I'm on social media because that's the platform available. Correct. But uh, um, there must be 10,000 people who are better than me who may not be have not be having as many followers than me and i may be better than 10000 other people and i may not have their following but yeah. that does not mean that you as a person or me as a person is not fantastic just as we are what what about uh, ai and technology we are in a space where you know i i, I often remember that scene uh, from robo where you know chitti is actually making that uh, dish for her and all of that <laughs> do you ever fear that a robo may replace uh, all that's creative see uh, uh, I think um, artificial intelligence can only give you as much as you feed it mm. you know so if you put uh, if you put all your information in it they can give you as much they can put that information in the most beautiful manner and make a make a new uh, essay out of it or make a separate presentation that you may not be able to do as beautifully. But I still think that the creative mind is so, so, so vast, you know, that I feel that as humans, you know, if you if you actually sit down and put your put your put enough of thought in it, you I think will will be fine. Having said that, I think artificial intelligence helps us in a whole lot of things. It is, it has just brought medicine to another level. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I think we need it in our lives. Maria, now you know I'm. I'm going to try and um, talk about us as women. This is our Wonder Women series, and um, from the time that you've you've been in the industry for over almost three decades now, two decades yeah. now, uh, yeah. and. We are in a day and age today where, um, you know, women are at the fore and doing just multiple things yet. Um, they are doing multiple things and maybe um, there is a lack of priority with respect to self-care. Um, talk to us about, you know, overdoing it maybe as women or how should one actually prioritize self-care? Uh, as a woman you know that is this is very very interesting so self-care is something that i don't think any of us even thought of i never even thought of self-care say 20 years ago i didn't i was in the middle of raising my children and uh, if i could sit in the night and comb my hair and read a newspaper i always read the news in the night yeah because that's when my kids went to sleep and then i would open the newspaper you know today thankfully you know you get everything online and you know you have updates online so you you at least you're abreast with everything happening but I don't think I ever had time for myself uh, in the initial phases of my life. Even while I worked, yeah, I was so engrossed in working that I never really, I never even thought about self-care. Mm. You know, 
think uh, I think I I would say that um, for me self care I would say started during the pandemic. It's during the pandemic that I actually realized that there are so many things that I have not even looked into. Yeah. And uh, it you know and the thing is the thing is if you don't and it just piles somewhere under a carpet, after some time you 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 can see it and you can smell it, and you have to. kind of uh, look into it so i realized that uh, i needed a lot of i needed a lot of uh, i would say balance mm. i needed um, i needed to prioritize a little time for myself i um, i'm somebody who who likes to be around my kids so mm. uh, now of course they're teens so now i realize that uh, whether i like it or not i have time to myself <laughs> so it's different but um, but i do i've realized that over the past i would say um say from 2011 onwards i kind of slowly slowly got into prioritizing what i wanted mm. and i would try and do it as um cleanly as possible yeah you know and uh, i think it started off uh, with me going back to school to learn food and uh, i realized that i wanted to do this you know and i it made me happy mm. and uh, i was i it's like i had this burning desire to do it and uh, i found my way to go away and and do it and uh, i i i think um, for me writing is self care yeah uh it's so cathartic mm. you know i i'm not a very big uh, i would say uh, beauty uh a person so mm. i'm not somebody who has this less do a beauty routine kind of person yeah. mm-hmm. but uh, but uh, i like looking after my insides so i i'm uh, once in a year i like to do uh, an ayurveda cleanse i think that mm-hmm. makes me feel awesome um i like to do um some amount of um, you know um i would say um um mental care you know so for me these things are important you know and uh, i found a way to do this in the middle of everything for me when i when i get away and i get into nature mm. i'm able to kind of you know put everything back in balance i'm able to to come back to zero and start again so i think all of us have different ways in which we uh, in what we think is self care these are mine what does criticism affect you of course it does of course you you've been in the public eye for i, I mean as long yes, as i can remember you know, and but none of us like to be none of us like to be told you're terrible you're horrible you don't know yeah. your work you know of course i mean uh, i mean i don't i it does not i don't let it go into me i kind of look at it and say mm, okay then i feel maybe they're having a bad day or maybe uh, they're trying to sort some stuff in their life and they need to they need to push this out and uh, i let it go but but yes when you when you read it for the first time you're like what why yeah. you know so yes of course it does but the thing is uh, i think how how i see it is that i kind of uh, i look at it twice or thrice hmm. you know somebody says something i actually look at it twice or thrice 
and if it's a friend and i uh, want to keep them then i will tell them that this hurt me mm. if it's somebody that i don't care about i just let it go and leave it I'm like okay that's that's what you think and your opinion is fine but it is not me so it's fine yeah yeah wonderful you spoke about uh, you know parenting and you spoke about uh, raising your two wonderful boys um, girl, girl and boy girl and boy sorry um talk to us about modern day parenting maria and um, especially as working professionals um there'll be multiple things that you know both the parents are doing in trying to keep up with um also that self satisfaction of raising their children what would you definitely do and what would you never compromise on as parents you know i tell you it, i think being a parent is the most difficult thing in the world and there are no right answers and there are no wrong answers i'm just struggling and learning every day mm-hmm. and i've not found a path that actually works so um i do not i have no advice to give other parents i think all of us have to kind of find our way it's like every day you're 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 facing something new and every day you're trying to deal with it and every day you're trying to you know just put it together and mm. go to sleep peacefully and then wake up and figure the next day but uh, i think for me my kids safety is very very important to me yeah and i think how they feel on their insides is very important to me so now that they both teens my daughter is 16 my son is going to be 19 next month you know that's most of the times i i i really get upset with them about things to do with safety hmm. um it's like if i don't know where they are it drives me crazy it's like yeah. i've got to know where you are i've got to know that you're safe you know so that is their safety is of prime importance to me and um um i i i also the other thing is that good manners yeah you know i think uh, good manners is really 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 important you know at the end of the day it's like if you you are the most amazing person in the world but your manners suck mm. and you're not a and you're not a kind hearted person i think it's of no use you know so so i keep saying this to them and hopefully when they go out all this stays inside their head and um, you know i i that's all i want actually for them as a parent for them to be fine on the inside i always tell them i said don't let people treat you badly mm. no uh, stand up for yourself and uh, i need to know where you are and uh, you need to be you need to be kind and you need to be well mannered so i mean as a parent that's all i can do and uh, just hope that everything that i've tried past 16 and 19 years has somehow gone into a little box <laughs> and will uh, stay with it how wonderful is that um you know maria um, each time i speak to you i'm always uh, reminded of those days i was uh, raised in the i was you know sort of growing up in the 90s and that was such a beautiful time i mean of course 90s nostalgia is now a thing yeah and it was such a beautiful time uh, because well we grew up in it it was the the time of the mtvs and the channel vs very little of pop culture that we could see uh, today you know korean lit and korean dramas are pop culture but uh, 
if there's one thing that you'd want to bring back from those times what would that be you know from your times with cyrus and uh, oh my god those days i mean so many i i remember all of you all were of we were i mean it was so you know i would say that that was oh my god if i could if i could go back to to one bit in my life it would be to all of us shooting the new year special together yeah just all of us together in one studio or we'd go to one kind of place and we would all be working with each other the whole day i loved that time i loved it it was so special and you know each and every one of us were friends yeah you know more than being colleagues we were friends we actually enjoyed each other's company so i think that is really special you know to just have that was it so, less competitive as opposed to maybe i think it was i think it was i also think it was because we all had our space hmm. you know each of us had our own space so there was no one that we were um there was no oh i need to be in this place and that person is taken there was no such thing you know we all had our own shows we all had our own uh, image which came out of what we truly are and it was wonderful and yeah. any anything funny that you recollect from one oh of those God. most <laughs> of the times most of the times we used to be trying to finish work fast and and cyrus would be talking more than working like he does and he would want to go home first but we would all be waiting for him to finish so that he could continue shooting it was it was it was mayhem i can't even name one <laughs> it was just mayhem and it was it was beautiful it was beautiful chaos lovely what does achievement mean to you maria peace peace if i can go to sleep every night peacefully it's a wonderful achievement it's a wonderful achievement and i think um i have learned that what what's the one thing that you would do to achieve peace heal myself yeah lovely yeah so you know it's like all of us do all kinds of everything but i think at the end of the day when you're left with yourself if if you can if you feel good on the inside mhm it's a great thing if you can go to sleep peacefully sleep for 7 8 hours blissfully i think it's a great thing everything else went so wonderful uh thank you thank you for spreading the joy for spreading the smiles and for spreading those aromas may they continue um lovely having you and to more wonder women like you maria thank you for being on the so show so much thank you for having me thank you so much ashika thank you